I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Dalton Johnson, NBC Sports Bay Area, all over the Warriors. That's last night for me, Dalton. 126 points to the Wizards. Like, yeah, it's a W. This just felt a little unsatisfying. That's all. Yeah, I guess that was a game that maybe a healthy Gary Payne II could have helped out with just a little bit, just a little bit, right? The, the defense was definitely lacking. I mean, on both sides of the ball, it was an absolute offensive show. I mean, you were looking at the numbers early, and it's like, okay, one team's shooting 70%, the other team's shooting 60-something percent. So, again, the Wizards, they shot 60% and they lost the game. That's crazy to think about. Now, it's madness. I actually was just talking to Mark about the Draymond Green no-rebound factor, and I realized there were no rebounds to be had either way because the ball kept going through (laughs) the damn hoop. What do you make of the Jordan Poole experience where one night he's going for 38, the next maybe he's a little offensively tentative? Which Jordan Poole do the Warriors need him to be night in and night out? Yeah, you know, I I think it's tough because – in reality, we, we praise Kevon Looney for playing game in, game out. You know, I don't think it's said probably enough about Jordan Poole that he plays every single game. And truth is, I think that he's someone, as much as anybody else, needs the all-star break right now. You know, this has been a, uh, an up-and-down season for him. The, the highs are very high. The lows can be head-scratching at times. We, we know how the season started out before the season even began. Then you go into that contract trying to kind of prove yourself. So I think that he's someone that definitely puts a lot on his shoulders. And that's where I think that really having this reset should help him uh, big time. And a performance like Andrew Wiggins had last night is going to help Jordan Poole immensely. So, you know, because he can't always have the load on his shoulders this heavily, you know, because, again, he's had some great performances without Steph Curry. But then at times he just tries to do too much. So that's where I think that the all-star break is going to benefit Jordan Poole as much as anybody else in the Warriors. Dalton Johnson, NBC Sports Bay Area. Hey, before we go too much further into the whole now and the standings, can we back up a little bit and get into the James Wiseman experience and and what was your read on the way the Warriors players and coaches talked about him yesterday now that he is no longer part of the organization? Yeah, of course. I mean, I think if you look, whether it be Bob Meyer, Steve Kerr, Seth Curry, Clay Thompson, everyone who was kind of asked about James yesterday, James really was a very well-liked person within the locker room, uh, within the media, too. I, I mean, I, I really liked any of my interactions with James. Um, it was just a tough situation. So, like, like, simple as that, right? And it's hard to say for a number two overall pick, but with the inexperience that he had, in college, and then, I mean, he didn't have his first training camp until this season, until year three. He played 60 games in two and a half seasons, and some of that was very much out of his control, whether it be the injuries or COVID, uh, all of that, right? So it, it, 
it's really tough. Um, I think that at the end of the day, when it, when it came down to this tricky and confusing trade, there was there was no way to really rescind this. Uh, I, I think that it wouldn't be doing Gary Payton the second right. I don't think it'd be doing James White in the uh, right either. I think that they very much do see that they sent him to a situation that should help him, help his career, let him learn from his mistakes. And Steve Kerr said it yesterday that there just wasn't a runway right now, especially in this season where, you know, they just got back to a game over 500. You know, so it, it, it didn't work out. Um, I think it still can for James in the right situation. He's 21 years old. And unfortunately, when you have that high of a draft pick, the highest draft pick that the Warriors have had under Bob Myers, the, the highest draft pick that they've had since they picked number one overall in 1995, when it doesn't work out like that, it is a, a disappointment. It's a little bit of a letdown. But I think that everyone is kind of not relieved, but a little bit of a weight off their shoulders to kind of get rid of the awkwardness around the whole situation. And he goes to a team where he is the sixth youngest player. So a chance to play with a couple of teenagers and a bunch of other youngsters. Maybe <laughs> that's, that's the fit as opposed to a, a veteran squad. You mentioned the rescinding of the trade and the Warriors deciding not to do it. And now GP2 out for a month possibly longer. How did that affect the overall mood of the team going into last night? Yeah, I think that I think they were happy to kind of just have them in the building, obviously. But again, like the whole situation definitely came as a, as a huge surprise. And, and you know, we talked about it at the top of the show as far as why, you know, why this would have been such a good move for them. It showed, you know, it showed in the results like last night. There's really no replicating what GP2 does for this team. The proof is in the numbers. You know, if you look at two-man lineups, there was nobody better with Steph Curry than Gary Payton uh, the second. If you look at defense as well, when Draymond Green was playing center last season with GP2 on the floor, the Warriors had something like a 97.7 defensive rating. It just unlocks every angle of their team, uh, the, the versatility of it all. I think they're very happy like, to have him back in the building. He's very happy to be back here. It's just such a, you know, I think Steve Curry used the word strange as far as the situation with now having to wait for him to be able to play again. So, you know, he'll be reevaluated in one month, as you guys know. And the hope is that it's not too, too much further after that. But right now, it's just no basketball activities and have someone that everyone loves in the building be able to kind of be there on the bench and be around the, be around the players and be around the coaches every single day pretty much right now. Dalton, has anyone asked the question why when it comes to the Warriors' defense this year? I know they're middle of the pack rating. They're very down toward the bottom in terms of uh, opponent points per game. Um, sure, they, they score a lot too. I, I get all that. But this team has been a very good defensive team at every stage over the last decade, and with many of the same characters on the roster, all of the sudden, they're not. Why? Why, why is it that way? They know that that doesn't work. Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, obviously, that's, that's a huge point of emphasis, you know, in losing someone like a Gary Payton II, um, as far as having the, this younger bench as well, you know, that they've kind of tried to replace him with, different pieces of different players, whether it be a Dante DiVincenzo, a Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody early in the season. So it's just been really hard as, find, as far as kind of finding that, that cohesion. But I think they're even kind of like, a, we don't know. I mean, you know, this was the 
the best or a top three at the very worst defense in all of basketball last season. And now they're either middle of the pack or near the bottom in, in some cases as well. So that's a question I think everyone's trying to kind of figure out right now as far as the set, why, what is the answer? I don't think that there's just a cookie cutter, here it is, they're like, this is the answer, or else they would be able to kind of go, okay, we know the answer now, like, let's go get it. But, again, you bring up a great point because it is a lot, of, a lot of the same players. Yes, you are missing veterans from last season in Damian Lee, in Juan Toscano Anderson, Otto Porter Jr., Naman Nabialita, different guys like that. So I do think that that's part of the equation, missing those kind of veteran type of players. But overall, I don't think anyone saw there being this many cracks in the defense because there simply are just too many easy buckets, and, and other teams can go on too easy of runs like this season. You know, that's where when the Warriors had a, a lead in the past, you know, it felt safe. Like this season, not so much. Whether it's the fourth quarter, the third quarter, whatever it might be, they, they can be up by 15, 20 points. And all of a sudden, the other team goes on a 7-0 run, and you're like, okay, here we go. Like, this could really snowball effect quickly. And I, and I just don't think anyone has the clear answer right now. What's the future, roster-wise, of Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb in terms of their two-way status and whether or not one or both will get that full Golden State Warriors status this year? Yeah, it's so interesting, especially with, with the Gary move, right, where you have this open roster spot. You also kind of have a lot of, not a lot, but a handful of quote-unquote kind of dead roster spots right now. <laughs> Iguodala. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, 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 Something was in my throat, Dalton. He, he, he played three games. Um, I expect him to play shortly after the All-Star break. Yeah. Steph Curry is still rehabbing that lower leg injury. Um, you know, GP2 is out for at least a month. Ryan Rollins has a guaranteed roster spot. He's a second-round pick that barely played and you know is out for the rest of the season. Uh, Patrick Baldwin Jr. has a guaranteed roster spot. He's played 15 games with a 20-year-old rookie. Moses Moody has a guaranteed roster spot. He had solid, solid, solid minutes last night, but his role has diminished in year two, and that's what's tricky is do you look at one of these two-way guys? Do you look at the buyout market? You know, I, I think right now with Steph out, Ty Jerome's role has really, really increased, and I just think that he's a smart player that really fits Steve Kerr's system. I think Anthony Lamb earlier in the year really obviously was a mainstay in the rotation, but kind of out of necessity a little, a little bit too. You know, Andrew Wiggins was out for long stretches. Moses Moody, like I said, his role kind of fell off. They, they didn't really have that quote-unquote veteran wing, really. And Lamb isn't so much a veteran, but he also was a four-year college player, someone that's bounced around between the NBA and the G League. So he did kind of bring that presence. He was an, an, a really good kind of making a corner three-pointers guy. You know, we saw the faults on defense, and, but Ty Jerome is someone who just controls the game really well. And when I, when I think of a playoff situation, do I think Ty Jerome's going to go out and play 20 minutes for you? No. But I do think having someone that controls the offense for even a few minutes at a time is really, really beneficial. So it, it's hard for me right now to, to not – Give them, give them a long look at Ty Jerome, especially. Yeah, you know what? It's an interesting point. I, I think a few weeks ago, uh, people would have gone the other way, but but uh, he, he's making a good run at it for sure. Uh, Dalton, thanks, man. Great to have you on. Good to hear your voice again. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Always fun. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 